frozen lemonade, a unique fried dough, and world-class beaches. This week, we're in Newport, Rhode Island. Traveling the world to bring you delicious dishes, tasty beverages, and interesting experiences. This is the Destination Eat Drink Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Brent Peterson. Welcome to Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. A little bit later on in the show, I'll be speaking to Will Gilbert. Will is host of The Road Show, a television program on WPRI-TV, a television station in Rhode Island. You know, Rhode Island often gets lost in the shuffle between nearby Boston. Vacationers often visit Cape Cod and Martha's Vineyard, but forget about Little Rhodey. But I'd argue that Rhode Island's food scene beats Boston, and the beaches are some of the best anywhere. So let's head to Newport, Rhode Island for some food, because I'm starving. What to eat? Hey, you going to finish that? On Destination Eat Drink. For more on Newport, check out DestinationEatDrink.com. There's lots more places to eat, places to drink, and fun things to do in Newport and Rhode Island. Just click on North America and the Rhode Island tab. Newport is part of Aquidneck Island a place that includes Middletown, not Middleton, and Portsmouth. Because it's right on the waters of Narragansett Bay, seafood is a huge deal in Newport. Stuffies, Little Necks, clam cakes, and other seafood dishes you've likely never heard of are plentiful. Walking down Thames Street, several large wharfs jut into the harbor. They're filled with great restaurants like the Mooring, 22 Bowen, the Black Pearl, and the Clark Cookhouse. Really, there's nothing like sitting outside with a cocktail and some food in the summer along the water at one of these great places. But my favorite spot in Newport is on Broadway, away from the tourists on Thames Street. Salvation Cafe is a funky hangout filled mostly with locals. It was raining one evening, and we ran from the car into the Salvation Cafe. We weren't too far from the front door, but by the time we got inside, we were still soaked. Luckily, the waitress was kind enough to bring us a couple of towels to dry off when we sat down. We weren't too hungry since we'd had a big lunch, so Karen got the roasted beet salad with fennel and pistachio dust, while I got the roasted garlic and warm goat cheese on a local baguette. We were at the Salvation Cafe to meet our friend Dick, who we hadn't seen in quite some time. He was a little bit late, but when he arrived, he had us laughing as he told us this hilarious story about his meditation group and an amorous young couple who had rented the apartment above the meditation studio. And Salvation Cafe is just the kind of place where you can tell a story like that, relaxed and cool with a great menu and lots of good stuff to eat and drink. Doughboys are these flat, fried pieces of dough coated in sugar. Everybody has a version of this, whether they're beignets down in New Orleans or funnel cakes or something similar. Fried dough is pretty universal in America. In Rhode Island, they're called doughboys, and they're best when they come right out of the fryer. You get them in a paper bag, roll down the top of the bag to seal in the doughboys, and shake them up vigorously. You can feel them pounding against the side of the bag as it coats them completely with the sugar. It's worth the short drive to Narragansett from Newport to pick up some fresh doughboys at a place called Iggy's. This is where everyone goes for doughboys in Rhode Island.
Another uniquely Rhode Island thing is called pizza strips. You might see these called uh, Italian tomato pies in some places, but in Rhode Island, they're called pizza strips. And what they are, they're sort of like pizza. They have a crust on the bottom that's crispy, and then it's layered with a tomato sauce. And it's not baked after that. It's the tomato sauce, maybe some oregano, maybe some garlic, no cheese at all. It's in a square pan, and it's cut into long rectangular strips. You won't usually see these served in restaurants. Normally, they're served at family gatherings and picnics and things like that. People will pick up pizza strips and bring them over to people's houses in Rhode Island as sort of a hostess gift. Now, a lot of people swear by Paul Mary's as having the best pizza strips in Rhode Island, and Paul Mary's is really good, but I'm going to have to defer to my girlfriend. She grew up in Rhode Island, and she says that Rosa Mia's in Johnston has the best pizza strips, and I can vouch that Rosa Mia's are pretty darn good. I've had them at her family gatherings, and they're quite tasty. Want to drink? I'll have another on Destination Eat Drink. Subscribe to Destination Eat Drink at Spotify, TuneIn Radio, or iTunes, or get the podcast directly at radiomisfits.com. During colonial times, Newport was a major player in the shameful trafficking of African slaves. Some estimates have 60 to 90 percent of the slave trade moving through Newport in some years. Some of the goods produced by the stolen labor in the Caribbean, like sugar and molasses, was eventually shipped to Rhode Island, where dozens of distilleries were set up to make rum. So it's no surprise that rum drinks became very popular in Newport. One of these, the Dark and Stormy, originated in Bermuda. It's made with Gosling's Black Seal Rum, ginger beer, and fresh-squeezed lime juice. Now, there's lots of variations on the dark and stormy, but this is the basic recipe. Gosling's Black Seal Rum, ginger beer, and fresh-squeezed lime juice. And the best place to get a dark and stormy might be the Black Pearl in Newport. Their outdoor deck is one of the best spots for day drinking that I can imagine. When the weather's nice, it's absolutely beautiful sitting out on the wharf amongst the boats with the sun coming down and seeing the sails in the harbor. Things to do and places to see. I don't know. What do you want to do? On Destination Eat Drink. Got a question or a comment about Destination Eat Drink? You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Destination Eat Drink on Twitter at Eat Destination, or by clicking on the contact tab at DestinationEatDrink.com. Newport is known for its sailing. In fact, the America's Cup yacht race was held in Newport from 1930 to 1983. But Newport is also known for its beautiful beaches. Easton's Beach, also called First Beach by locals, is probably the most popular beach because it's wide and sandy and beautiful. But search out the hilariously named Rejects Beach. Bailey Beach is a private and exclusive beach for the 1%, but just northeast at the end of Bailey Beach is Rejects Beach. It's open to the public, and few tourists ever make it this far. Many locals don't even know it exists, so Rejects Beach is a nice escape from Newport's tourist crush. 
If you're in Newport at the end of July, try to get to the Newport Folk Festival. The festival takes place at Fort Adams, right on the waterfront. And the lineup doesn't hold fast to the folk genre specifically. In fact, the 2019 lineup includes country artists like Casey Musgraves, indie rock like Hozier and Portugal the Man, and reggae from Stephen Marley, plus lots of folk and other kinds of music. Maybe Bob Dylan can be credited with stretching the boundaries of the genres at the Newport Folk Festival. In 1966, he famously was booed by the folkies when he plugged in and went electric at the Folk Festival. If you plan on going, get your tickets early. They almost always sell out. Traffic in Newport can be brutal during the summer, and it's all the more worse on folk festival and jazz festival weekends. A fun alternative way to get to Fort Adams is by the Jamestown-Newport Ferry. This tiny boat makes a special trip to Fort Adams on festival weekends, and with the traffic hassle going on in Newport, this is a great way to avoid it and get shuttled between Newport and Jamestown. On other weekends and during the week in the summer, the Jamestown-Newport Ferry also stops at Miniscule Rose Island. It only takes a couple minutes to walk around the entirety of Rose Island, but the real attraction here is the Rose Island Lighthouse. Tours of the lighthouse are just 10 bucks, and you can bring a picnic lunch and relax on the Adirondack chairs on the lawn, watch the birds fly by. Or you can pretend to be a lighthouse keeper and rent a room in the lighthouse for an overnight stay. Some rooms have no refrigerator, so you have to bring your own cooler. Others share a bathroom, and still others have bathrooms outside. Hey, no one said pretending to be a lighthouse keeper would be glamorous. And if you want to do this, make sure you go to their website and request a room early. These also sell out very quickly. Destination, eat, drink. My guest this week is Will Gilbert. He is host of The Road Show on WPRI-TV in Providence, Rhode Island. Will has also worked in television and radio as a producer. Will, welcome to Destination Eat Drink. Thanks so much. I, two things I love. <laughs> Eating and drinking. That's right. <laughs> That's why we do it. So uh, you're host of The Road Show. For folks who haven't seen The Road Show, uh, describe what the what the show is. The show is, uh, it's really a, a great show. It airs uh, live every day, Monday through Friday, here on the local CBS affiliate in, in Rhode Island. Um, and it's basically, a, it's a lifestyle show. Uh, we bring in guests, you know, unique things about our, our little state. Um, we also have restaurants in every single day. So it's, you know, good luck losing weight for me. Um, some of the best restaurants in the in the state come in every single day and will uh, we'll cook for us. And we get to sample their their different foods that they have. We and we have celebrity guests as many times we uh, we do a lot of the movie junkets, the big movies that you see. Um, I'll go out and inter- interview whoever the big star of the uh, of the movies, uh, the movie is. And we also do so a lot of great things here in Rhode Island every single every single day. So it's it's a good gig. I don't think a lot of people realize how great Rhode Island is as far as a food destination. Who have been some of your favorite folks who have come in to cook on the roadshow? And what's some of your favorite dishes that they've made? Okay, now I hope you're sitting down. This I've I I grew up here in Rhode Island all of my life. Just I just want to put that out there. I am 49 years old. Um, 
we are called the ocean state and I absolutely hate seafood. <laughs> Fair but, enough. But you know what the, the funny thing is, but the funny thing is you would be surprised how many chefs will come on our show every, every single day. And these are chefs from, from big restaurants, chefs that have names, chefs that are incredibly talented and they will cook seafood. They know I don't like seafood. And in between the breaks, they're like, Will, you're not alone. I hate seafood, too. <laughs> I remember the first time I ever landed in Rhode Island, and I, I met up with a friend of mine, he took me down to yep. East Greenwich, and he was like, let's go get some stuffies. And I'm like, <laughs> well, what, what the heck's a stuffy? What, what's a stuffy? <laughs> so, Look, I have just, I, I've just recently ventured into the world of clam cakes, and it's because most of the time, you know, you lived in Rhode Island. Most of the times, the, the clam cakes, which are basically like a, a round uh, breaded dough thing, and they're supposed to have clams. Well, the more and more I've, I've learned is most of those quote unquote clam cakes, they don't have clams in them. Oh, is that right? Well, they, they, they're supposed to, but a, a lot of times it's just, I could never find them in there. It's mostly just breading, right? And yeah, mostly it's breading and it's fried. It's horrible for you, but they're delicious. Yeah. And as, and as, uh, as seafood gets more and more expensive for the restaurateurs, they they cut corners a little bit, a few right. less, a right. few less clam. Before you know it, it's all it's all breading, and then you squeeze your lemon, <laughs> you squeeze like. your lemon on top, and uh, you're all good. Absolutely. So, besides seafood, what's some of the stuff that they make on the show that you actually like to eat? Oh man, there's there's so many. Obviously, you know we have so many uh, so many folks with uh, Italian heritage that live in Rhode Island. No matter where you are, if you're in Newport or I'm completely all over the state. So, I mean, I love great pastas. I love great, uh, great meatballs. I love great lasagnas. I love great, uh, great steaks that we, uh, we, uh, we have in. There was just a restaurant. Actually, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's, it's a, a restaurant that's been around for a while. It's actually right when you get off the bridge, right across the street from the old highlight. They made a, uh, they're redoing the whole hotel, but the chef came in and he made a, a filet. I mean, actually, the filet was it was still on the bone. I know most of the time you go to a restaurant and it's obviously the bone is off the, the, the piece of steak, but it was still on the bone. And oh, my God, it just it was like butter. It just melted. It was one of the best I've ever had. I also love ribs. We've done a lot of things with them. Um, Another uh, a newer barbecue company that opened up here in Rhode Island. I'm saying newer. They've been opened up a, a few years. They also have a few trucks that travel around the state. But Gutta Q Barbecue is another another one, and I absolutely love 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 barbecue as well. Who are some of the celebrities that you've got to interview on the show that stood out in your mind? Oh my God, we've uh, we've interviewed. Um, I mean, you know, this is my 31st year, not necessarily just on the road show, but in the in the business um, itself, whether it was radio or television. So I mean. I've been lucky enough to interview presidents. I've been lucky enough to interview uh, secretaries of state, secretaries of defense, Britney Spears, if you want to lump her in. um, (laughs) So you immediately go president, secretary of state, (laughs) Britney. (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's a big span. I just want, you know, (laughs) you know, I have, I have my priorities. And and that was probably the higher rated one of all the interviews you did too. was i mean she was actually really uh, you know really cool lino richie is just uh, such a, a sweet just nice nice guy a guy who you want to just just hang out hang out with i've been able to um, to do some incredible things i've been able to fly with the thunderbirds before which is a ride you don't forget um you know i've been live from uh, from honolulu from hawaii when uh, the movie pearl harp came out uh, disney was uh, Disney sent us out there. We've been on a dozen or more, or actually a lot more than that over the years of, of uh, trips to 
to uh, to Disney when they have a new attraction open. They usually have the media junkets that send everybody down there. So yeah, so if it's uh, if it's a big name celebrity, at some point uh, I'm very blessed. Um, I probably crossed uh, cross paths with them. Any any rock stars? Lots of rock stars. Uh, Lenny Kravitz, um, Van Halen, um, Bon Jovi. Uh, let's see who else we've got on the list. There's uh, there's been a number over the uh, over the years. Um, you know, I don't know if you consider them uh, real rock stars, but Maroon Five. I've uh, interviewed. Um, uh, let's see who else. The Rolling Stones was probably one of the biggest ones. Actually, Mick Jagger hung up the phone on me. So I. <laughs> <laughs> what did you what did you say to piss off Mick? Well, you know, it was just I was just asking him, you know, how much he how much he, you know, if this was actually during his solo, his solo career. And, and if he if he really was pleased with his with his uh, CD that was coming out at the time. And and he was like, well, tell me what you think. And I told him I, I really liked it and wanted to know some of my favorite, you know, one of my favorite tracks on there. And maybe it wasn't one of his. And he hung up the phone. Up. Wow. <laughs> so okay. he was just well, maybe he, having you know, a bad. He's a rock star. He's a rock star. Right. I guess he's entitled, right? You know. Yeah, he's entitled. I guess. I guess he is. So today's episode is about Newport, Rhode Island, one of my Mm -hmm. absolute favorite places to visit. You know, it's funny, Will, because I still think Rhode Island, for all the accolades it gets, it still gets lost a lot of times as, you know, a pit stop between Boston and New York. And in some ways, that's kind of too bad because... Um, Providence has all of its great things going for it. And Newport is an amazing vacation place to go to. Absolutely. And, but you know, I, I mean, I think in some ways, some ways the, the state has been getting actually great press for, um, for, you know, vacationing and for being here. Actually, I don't know if you recently within the past, like two or three weeks, uh, many of your listeners may not know Taylor Swift lives here in Rhode Island and she was on uh, Ellen DeGeneres show. I'm going to say maybe about two, maybe three weeks ago. And they were doing her asking, uh, Ellen was asking Taylor Swift, her favorite place to be and to go on vacation. And that answer was Rhode Island. Now, Ellen looked at her and kind of like was shocked when she said it, but this state gets a bum rap a lot of times, but in many ways, we're we're very lucky. Yes, we are between New York and Boston, so we're close to everything. So you get great chefs from both locations who maybe they're tired of the hustle and bustle of, of New York or Boston. And they really want a smaller place where they can open up their own restaurant. They can have do it the way they want and maybe not follow the, the whole restaurant corporate way of doing things in Boston. And maybe also maybe not having the pressure. Of, of owning a restaurant in Boston with a higher overhead of rent and everything else that goes along with it. It's funny that you mentioned Taylor Swift because, of course, uh, well, people probably don't know this, but she has a mansion in Rhode Island on Watch Hill, in Watch Hill yep. on the ocean. And it's just down the road from one of my favorite spots in Rhode Island, the Watch Hill Inn. And every oh, yeah. time I've gone there since she's bought that mansion, there's always a group of teenagers or 20-somethings. <laughs> they seem to get older every time I go there, waiting outside the gate, hoping to get a selfie with Taylor. But Let's not forget to mention right up the road, the Watch Hill Inn, which is an amazing place. Um, I, right. We had a meal there. Karen and I had a meal there uh, for our birthday one year, and it's still we still talk about it to this day. It's in one of my top 10 meals of all time. But when you go there, you don't have to buy the big expensive meal. My tip to go there is sit on the veranda, 
order cocktails and just look at the ocean or watch the folks playing croquet. It's it's really an incredible spot. We're very we're very lucky. We have some incredible incredibly talented chefs that come in. And you know, uh, back to some of the favorite places. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of people when they come to Rhode Island and you know they go to Newport. It's one of the places right on the main strip, so a lot of people will go to the Brick Alley Pub all the time. And it's one of those places that so many people do go. But we've we've been lucky enough. We also have the Mooring has come in to uh, to the uh, to the Roadshow before. Twenty Two Bowens has come into the Roadshow before. Um, Fluke is another place. Fluke uh, has has been in before. Um, the Red Parrot has been in before. This, so every every day, especially this time of year, um, because they want to focus on getting people down to down to the city by the sea, uh, there are uh, a ton of new, a ton of restaurants. And also, one of the other things most most people don't know that one of the oldest taverns in, I think it's the country. I may be wrong on this, and you can fact check me on this. But the uh, White Horse Tavern is uh, is one of the oldest taverns in the country, and uh, and they also it's you know called the tavern, but they have incredible, incredible, delicious food. And people should go there if they visit Newport just for going in and getting the ambiance. Have have a cocktail, have a uh, dark and stormy at the at the White Horse Inn because it's worth it sure. to get, you know, that that old feeling that you get there. You, you go, you drive past it and it doesn't look like much, but you go on the inside and there's quite an atmosphere. The other thing about Newport that's so great that I love is um, that row along Thames Street, uh, because you can go down on those docks down there on the wharfs oh, yeah, they call absolutely. them in Rhode Island, and there's so many great places. You mentioned a couple. You mentioned um, the Mooring and Twenty Two Bowens. What are some of your favorite places down in that Thames Street area? Well, I mean, I, I will go to the I will go to to, to the Mooring down there. Um, one of the other uh, Fluke has come on the show before. You know, look, I'm, I'm spoiled in many ways, and I'm then the reason why is. Because while I do love to go to Newport, and actually I was there just last last weekend, not so much eating, just just kind of roaming around the roaming around the city, the restaurants come to me. I mean, you know, not to sound like a spoiled brat, but the restaurants right. come in every day, and when they do, they pull out all the stops. So I'm kind of very spoiled in that way, and I don't get a bill when it's all said and done, which is also nice. That's a great luxury to have. Um, you know, walking <laughs> up and down, walking up and down Thames Street, you know, you can go into. Uh, there must be 15, 20 great places that you can go to. And if you walk down onto these wharfs, you can sit at a bar or you can sit at the tables and you're, you're looking out right over the harbor. It's, it's, it's an, it's an atmosphere really unlike anything else. I think you can get in new England. And while people think, okay, you know, I'm going to go down there during the, uh, during the summertime, the, the winter time is also great. A lot of the, 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 uh, the tourists have left, so it becomes a very quiet place where most of the time for, for Newport being Newport, everybody really in many ways knows each other. A lot of the same folks come back to work at these at these restaurants all the time. And, you know, on Thames Street, uh, Brick, Alley Pub, Brick Alley Pub is, is, is over there, too. You know, that's a good tip, Will, because going in the off season or even the shoulder seasons can be a good way to visit Newport. Of course, we're talking about this in the middle of summer right now when it's sure. really, right, right. really the busiest time. Um, but it's it's strange because I think Newport, uh, Newporters, people who have been there and live there all their lives, there's kind of a, a, a love-hate, a yin-yang relationship with the tourists because <laughs> the tourists come in, they bring their money, yes, but it also, Newport is a is an old city, a very old city. 
and right. the streets are a little bit crowded. And th- my favorite bumper sticker I've ever seen in my whole life was in Newport. And it said, <laughs> uh, if they call it tourist season, why can't we shoot them? <laughs> I just now, thought that now, captured the essence of how Newporters feel about this. Now, one of the one of the other things, not to be not to be a name drop or anything else, but um, Jay Leno has recently moved within the last past maybe year and a half. He has bought one of the most incredible mansions in uh, in Newport. He said he was leaving um, the Audrain Car Museum, which is located right right on Thames Street. Him and his wife. And he told me he was he was leaving the the car uh, museum because obviously he's a big car fanatic. He loves the he loves the city of Newport. He loves the restaurants in Newport. And he was driving down the street, and his wife spotted um, I think it's called Sea View is the name of his his mansion. And he said, uh, my wife was like, oh, she goes, I wonder if that's for sale. So he said, well, no. He said the gate was open. He said we drove we drove down the the long winding road, and I'm telling you, you have to look it up. It's spectacular. He said we knocked on the door. He said, and by chance, he said the caretaker was there. He said it's me and my wife standing there, and he said I asked him, you know, is the place for sale? And he said, well, yeah, it is. And he said, does all of the furniture come with it? He said, yeah, it does. He goes, okay, I'll take it. He's he said, I, I bought it for $13.5 Oh, and he's like, let me see how much cash I have on me. But he said to me, he said, look, he said, I don't travel a lot. He said, I don't have kids. He said, I've never spent any of my Tonight Show money. He said, um, you know, he's from Massachusetts. He said, all of my family is here. And he said, do you know how much a house like this would cost if I bought it in Los Angeles? He said, it'd be three or four times as much. So he said, I actually got a bargain. I was like, okay, if you say so. That's what, that's what people don't understand is that when you're in Rhode Island, it, to Rhode Islanders, it seems expensive. But when people come in from other places, they're like, you know what this would cost in, you know, New York, in California. It's, sure. it's very cheap comparatively. Right. Absolutely. One of the things that Newport is most famous for is the beaches. Uh, do you have any favorite beach spots that you like to go to when you're down in Newport? Well, obviously, you know, I mean, obvi- uh, yeah, second beach is, uh, you know, you go down to just even Newport Beach alone. The views there are spectacular, as you can see. You can see um, so so many of the different homes that are located on uh, on uh, the uh, the ten mile the the walk the cliff walk. You can see it as you're as you're sitting at the at the beach there, and you can also go into you know I mean let's not obviously there are great large restaurants in Rhode Island, but there's also something to be said it, um, in Newport. I mean, but there's also something to be said for a lot of these small quote unquote clam shacks that you see. Around Newport, located some of them are located at the at the, at the beaches. Some of them located, you know, placed in, in in small places on your way to the beach. The food, many times, yeah, it may not be the best for you, but it's pretty damn good. Like Flo's Clam Shack, one of uh, one of my favorite places to go. Absolutely, located right across the street from the beach, so you can spend the day at the beach, or while you're there, you can run across and get some, uh, you know, get some stuffies, get some um, some uh, you know some chowder while you're there. Or we say here in Rhode Island, chowder. Chowder. <laughs> One of my favorite things in, at Flo's, and I don't know if they still have this on the menu, but it was like, I, I think it was uh, a, a lobster and a bottle of champagne, $50. And sure. I, I'm sure it's more than that now, but I'm like, who's going to Flo's Clam Shack and getting a bottle of champagne? But it seems so perfect, you know? <laughs> a lot of these restaurants, uh, especially a lot of them in, in the Newport area, are really um, very concerned and really making a, a very big effort to make sure that they they source from uh, local farms, local places to get meats, uh, meats, chickens, and also and also support all of the local uh, the local fishermen that uh, that are out every single day bringing in the lobster, bringing in the clams, bringing in 
all of the the seafood that this uh, that this state is known for. We talked about a lot of great food places in Newport. What about uh, forgetting a cocktail? Uh, any places that you like to go to get a beverage in Newport? One beverage I do love, and and I know this it's it's not really in Newport. It's more of a more of a Narragansett spot. But uh, two twelve uh, two. Ten oyster bar, I think that's what it is. They have a spectacular Bloody Mary, and I love, I love a good Bloody Mary. We're talking to Will Gilbert. He's host of the Road Show on WPRI TV in Providence, Rhode Island. And today we're talking about Newport. I I don't think you can talk about Newport or Rhode Island for that matter um, without talking about Dell's Lemonade, um, my favorite <laughs> summer thing to get. You know, and people outside of Rhode Island they don't know what Dell's is. So maybe explain what Dell's is, and uh, you know, are you a fan of Dell's? Oh, I'm a I'm a big fan of Dell's. I know there's other you know there's other places around, but Dell's is will Dell's will always be be king. Uh, it's basically now I would say I would call it shaved ice with a with lemon flavoring added in and also small pieces of of actual lemon in the drink it's it's not it's frozen but not frozen solid like a uh, like maybe a, an Italian ice or something like that it's it's somewhat loose um and it's one of the the refreshing things we have and they come in a different flavor they come in lemon and you can get watermelon now but you know i i'm saying it's just in Rhode Island now but i have friends who live in Los Angeles who were thrilled to see, I think even in Santa Monica, that someone had a Dell's lemonade cart and were selling us, were selling Dell's there. Really? Yes. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. I'll have to yep. tell my brother. He lives in he lives in Los Angeles. When we were in Texas, we saw in the grocery store they had little Dell's uh, dry packets that you could get and you okay. would add in stuff. Yep. But they well, didn't have they didn't have the actual place. It's kind of like a slush if you if you think of a slush. Right. And anyone yeah. who grew up in Rhode Island, you grew up in Rhode Island, so I'll bet you're familiar with this. Um, in the summertime, young people will go and get a Dell's, go to the mm-hmm. beach, and of course, I don't advocate this behavior in any way, shape, or form, but they might have a flask on them, which, of they course, may or may not. they may or may not, which is probably filled with a liquid that may or may not be legal, and exactly. pour it into the Dell's container with the lemonade, mix it with the frozen lemonade, mix it up, and sit on the beach and enjoy a Dell's cocktail uh, while the summer goes by. Hell, there's a lot of adults that do that too. <laughs> it's it's the perfect combination for summer, I think. It absolutely is. Yeah, yep. And one of the things that makes it special, you know, be, between that and I, and I'm sure I don't. I'm sure you probably remember. Even, and I'm going to say this: coffee milk syrup is another thing that I mean. But that's kind of a year-round thing that we have. So explain what coffee milk syrup is, Will. Okay, so so you have just just regular everyday milk, and uh, there's a company called Autocrat. And they make they grind coffee and, and make coffee that you know, like hot coffee, but they also have a coffee syrup. So it's basically adding coffee flavor to your milk and mixing it up. And oh God, I really do. I I love it. So we talked about coffee milk. Well, you know that brings up a topic that I just love about Rhode Island, which is food that's called different things in Rhode Island. And I'll give okay. you an, I'll give you an example. Um, first time I was ever in Rhode Island, uh, someone said, hey, you want Jimmy's with your ice cream? I'm like, Jimmy's? <laughs> what the heck are Jimmy's? 
So what I found out was they're actually they're chocolate sprinkles. So but I've been I've been corrected on this and they said specifically it's only chocolate sprinkles. If you get the rainbow colored ones, then it's then it's sprinkles. But Jimmy's are only the chocolate sprinkles that go on your ice cream. One other thing about uh, Rhode Island is, you know, uh, people always say, Rhode Islanders always say it's not a road and it's not an island, but there are some great islands that you can go to. Newport is actually on an island. And yes, it is. You can day trip from Newport or from Southern Rhode Island to Block Island, a great place to go. If you're there in the summer, wonderful place to go. You take the ferry over. It takes about an hour. And uh, Block Island's a great place to hang out. A- any any places you like to go on Block Island? Actually, you know what? I mean, I love Block Island. We we go almost every every year. You can take the ferry out of uh, out of Narragansett um, down near Galilee. And um, you know, if if you're somebody younger, if you're someone who's looking for a, uh, a more of a party atmosphere when you get off the when you get off the the ferry, um, obviously there's there's Ballard's that's um, that's there. Um, and that's and that's one of the you know one of the places that you know a lot of people hang out. But I mean, if you go even to the to the other side of the island, it's it's a lot of a lot of places where even um, folks from like Montauk and Long Island will will come in, and it's 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 much quieter. Is the the Ore um, that place restaurant is great. as well? It's, it's a great place. It's it's a lot quieter than the than the island where where um where the Black Island Ferry comes in. So that island's a lot it's it's more so folks from, from Long Island, from Montauk that uh, that come in there. You can see the tip of Long Island. Well before we close this out, I would like to mention my favorite place to go to eat in Newport. Um it's a high end spot, but it's still my favorite place, which is the Castle Hill Inn. And that- Oh my God. Yeah, how, how do we how do we talk for half an hour and not mention the Castle Hill Inn, right? And not just that, just not only I mean the, the food is obviously incredible there, but the view alone. Even if you're not there for a, a full meal, you can go there uh, any time of the, any time of the year. Um, but uh, but during the summertime, you just sit in the Adirondack chairs and, and just the incredible view of the ocean. You can see the beach down below. They have this huge lawn out there. And like you said, they have the Adirondack chairs. And mm-hmm. you, uh, you don't have to go there and spend a ton of money on a meal. You have a cocktail. Yep. You watch the boats sail by. There's always tons of sailboats. And then you can also take a little walk through the parking lot and walk down to the lighthouse. It's a five-minute walk. And right. you've got a fantastic view there as well. Yeah, and I think that's. I think you can begin... I may be wrong, but I think that's that's also the start of the of the cliff walk that you can walk along the cliffs in the back part of the of the uh, the mansions as well. Well, Will, I, it's been a delight talking to you because it's one of my favorite topics, talking about Rhode Island and all the great food and uh, fun things to do there. I, you know, like you said, it. Rhode Island's been getting a lot of press lately, but I still think there are ways that it is an undiscovered gem in New England. Absolutely. So um, we'll invite folks to come come out and see that. And uh, and don't forget about Providence. We'll do, a, we'll do a podcast about Providence at some later date because that deserves to be talked about by itself because Providence it really is does. such a great spot to go for food and drink. And so many great things are, uh, you know, things are happening in Providence too. So it's a great place. It's come a long way. You're you're getting you're getting into the the beautiful summer season, Will. So you have a great time. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the beaches. Enjoy the food and the drink in Rhode Island. And we'll see you down the road. Thank you so much for having me on. You gotta love that Jay Leno story. Just driving up to a place and putting an offer in right on the spot. <laughs>
Thanks to Will Gilbert for bringing the Rhode Island to Destination Eat Drink. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Brent Peterson. Next week, we'll be in Italy's famous Cinque Terre. Ed Silla distributes the show. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you down the road. Join us next week for another culinary adventure on Destination Eat Drink, a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.